morning and welcome back to another Work Human Radio. My name is Mike Wood. I am your usual host. And we are continuing today our Keeping Work Human series, which we've been doing throughout this pandemic. Um, and today, Steve Pemberton is going to be joined by uh, Chris French. He leads up all of our customer efforts here at, at WorkHuman, and he's going to be talking about what our customers are doing to use our product to uh, keep their employees engaged and connected in a time when we're all socially isolated. So enjoy this conversation with Steve and Chris French. Hi, everybody. It's Steve Pemberton, Chief Human Resources Officer at Work Human. And today, as a continuation of our Keeping Work Human series, I'm joined by my colleague and the ultimate conversationalist in Chris French, who's the Executive Vice President of Customer Strategy at Work Human. And what that means is that Chris is uh, responsible for and oversees the end to end experience for both our current customers and our future customers, helping companies engage their employees on a global scale. Chris, good to see you. You too, Steve. Thanks for inviting me. So first, I want to check in with you on more of a personal front, as I have been doing with everybody, just to see uh, how how you're doing, how's the, how's the family doing, how have you been adjusting? Yeah, this, it, you know, we've been pretty good. And as you know, we have uh, three girls, and so they're uh, te- they're all teenagers, and they're all very... Um, artistic and creative. So it's a very exciting time at the French household right now as they try to find ways to fill the boredom. And uh, so every day of the week has some kind of theme. So tonight is uh, Thursday. So it's uh, throwback movie Thursdays. I think we're watching City Slickers tonight. And Saturday is usually our theme dinner. So this past Saturday, we all had to get on togas and eat Greek food. So it's... uh, it's pretty exciting. It's nice, you know, as you know, I'm usually on the road, so it's actually nice to be home um, with the family all the time right now. Yeah, I, I have three teenagers as well, and it's the same thing. You know, I can't remember the last time uh, that we've all sat down like this. In fact, I was we were saying at dinner last night to, to our three that this is how life was if you were raised in the 50s, 60s, 70s, that there was, you know, dinners and family dinners and then a world before devices and extra long sports practices and dance recitals. And now you see how past generations actually uh, lived. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was looking at Logan. She was converting an old nightgown into a new dress. And I was just, you know, just thinking about these things that uh, they would never otherwise be doing. The baking has been out of control. So uh, I'm putting on a few uh, extra cookies pounds, but other than that, uh, it's been really nice. It's been really nice to spend time with the family. Yeah. Humanity slowing down a bit for sure. Uh, and so speaking of that, I wanted to talk with you first a bit about our Thank You Healthcare website that we uh, launched last week. Uh, you know, this is, as, as, as you know, but for, for our audience, it's a website um, that really is intended to show and demonstrate and share gratitude for healthcare and hospital workers who we all know have been on the front line of response and at great risk to themselves and, and to their families. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what this means to you personally. Well, my mom is 69 years old right now and she's still in the hospital taking x-rays, um, you know, as we speak, probably right now as we're filming this. And she's, uh, and my sister-in-law is a nurse. My brother's a chiropractor. My aunt uh, just retired as the CEO of a, of a local hospital. So for me, um, healthcare has been in the blood for a long time. And 
So uh, this is something I'm particularly passionate about. I understand that these people are selflessly taking um, their own health in, into, uh, into risk in order to help others. And they don't, you know, a lot of them are, would say to you, they're just doing their job. That's what they do. Um, but this is a great and unique opportunity for us, I think, to, to help you know, uh, the world say thank you. And, um, you know, at Work Human, we're in a unique position. Like there are very few other organizations in the world that are experienced at gathering from many, many, many people, gratitude moments from around the world, from hundreds of, uh, hundred plus countries around the world and making sure those messages get into a format that we can remember them later and can be targeted to the actual people you know, they can, they, those messages actually have a chance to get to the people, um, that they are intended to inspire. And so, um, so I, you know, it's really exciting to work in an organization that is in this unique position to do something that, that perhaps we are the best qualified in the world to do and, uh, and have it be tied to something that is so, so incredibly personal for me. What are some of the things that, that you've seen, companies doing uh, in the midst of this? Because, you know, to be honest, the, you know, the reaction, uh, and understandably so, would be that you would actually kind of pull back, perhaps, on, uh, and, and driven primarily by what might be financial realities, not, uh, uh, you know, your, your, your view of it would be, okay, this is something that yeah, it matters and it's important, but our focus has to be elsewhere. But we're not, we're not seeing as much as we would have thought. No, it's interesting. We're seeing, well, um, uh, I say interesting. I'm not surprised, to be honest with you. I think that organizations that are committed to building a culture of recognition understand that that is needed more now today than ever. Um, that that it's, not, it's not really something that the company gives to individuals, but rather the company gives to individuals to give to individuals. And mm. at this time, when everybody's working from home or uh, some people are going in, um, going into locations and are very distant. In this time of isolation, the ability to create um, these human moments that matter between individuals is incredibly important. So what we're seeing is, I would say there's probably um, three main ways that people are using that culture of recognition um, in 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 this current environment. The first is a very obvious one, which is thank yous to those employees that are particularly affected and are stepping up and going beyond. So think um, frontline healthcare workers or, um, you know, we have an organization that we work with is one of the biggest uh, consumer product uh, companies in the world. And a lot of the things that they produce are the things that we would have heard a couple of weeks ago were very difficult to find in stores. And they've had to ramp up production um, which put a lot of pressure on a lot of their employees. And so that organization has every week been picking a different region of the world and on mass um, sending out a thank you or congratulations, uh, gratitude to those frontline workers. Um, we saw the same thing from one of the biggest banks, the biggest global banks in the world. We saw the same thing. We're seeing quite a bit from pharmaceutical companies. And then you see it in other organizations too who have adapted um, their normal business, like we have a great customer called um, CAE, this is public information, has a great customer who have um, adapted their business to build ventilators, right? So we have all these great customers that are doing all of these things. And, and there are real humans that are doing those things in those customers. And so what they're using the recognition platform for is to, is to recognize those special people. So that will be one. The second is that there's a whole bunch of things that are unfortunately having to be canceled or pulled back. So if you think about um, 
you know, sales leadership clubs or trip clubs or things like that. Um, or, uh, you know, some organizations are having to pull back on raises or uh, bonuses and things like that. And what you're seeing is because dollar for dollar um, recognition programs are pennies on the dollar cost compared to many of these other things, they're pouring some of the, a little bit of that back into those programs so that they get the effect of making sure that there are these great moments of um, positivity and reinforcement that things still are good, that there are good things happening and thank yous to people in the organization as well. So that's the second, which is if they have to pull back and other things, then taking a small portion of that and putting it into these small moments of recognition uh, throughout, throughout the month. Um, and the third is probably a, a pretty obvious one, which is sort of a, adapting the program and creating new reasons um, that are related to this. So you imagine like we have a big healthcare organization that has change the reason that one might recognize somebody uh, and added one around resilience because it is something, it is a behavior that they are looking to reinforce in their staff right now. So if you think about the different ways that what we see from our customers, you see uh, doubling down on these small moments because of the impact of gratitude on the actual employees. And it's the only thing that they have to give for employees to give to employees. The second is um, understanding that they have to pull back in other things that normally they would be giving to employees and putting a small portion of that because it's a more efficient spend uh, to get benefit during this time. And the third is just looking for the behaviors that you're looking for people to exhibit, stepping up, resilience, um, you know, being focused on your fellow employees, those types of things. Um, so this is what we're sort of seeing is this is the benefits that you have if you've built a culture of recognition. If you just have like a a software, it's one thing, but if you have this culture where this is the place you go to celebrate things that are good, it creates unique opportunities during times like this to double down. So this culture of recognition that you're describing that um, you can now sharpen in, in light of this, uh, which is necessary for a whole a lot of reasons, but it also gives us this opportunity to assemble all of this data. Yeah about what is unfolding, you know, between and amongst these populations and, you know, at, at all levels. What are some of the things that, that you're seeing and learning through the data about uh, how um, the recognition moments are being felt by, by uh, workers all around the world? Yeah, like, well, I mean, I'm in a very unique position, a very lucky position. We have millions of these recognition moments that are happening. Um, and, and people are using the words in the moment to talk about something that's happening. And so we get a real, real time assessment of what is in that person's mind. And so um, I get to look at that across all of our customers. It's over a hundred countries. It's, you know, millions and millions of people. And um, one of the first things that we were looking at is the, how does the language change that people are using? So as you might imagine, let's say six weeks ago, uh, the term COVID really uh, maybe maybe eight weeks ago, the term COVID started to rise in terms of its um, usage. And, and it was particularly uh, associated with other words that you would not normally see in these kinds of um, moments of positivity, like uncertainty and fear and things like that. And what was fascinating was you can now, you could go back now and look at the last six weeks and see culturally how, how, the, the, you know, the mindset of the workforce has changed over that time because first it was, okay, you know, it, it was fear and uncertainty. Then it was band together 
uh, like things like togetherness and unity and support. And then we went into things like Herculean, like you would very rarely see that word used. And yet all of a sudden it spiked because people were rising to the occasion. And now you're starting to see words like um, togetherness and, um, and, and positivity and resilience and things like that. So you start to see uh, people kind of go through the initial trough of uncertainty and then the human spirit coming back. And if you actually look at, um, you can actually follow that curve. It's a different timeline depending on where in the world the pandemic hit its sort of uh, its peak. So if you look at things like China, you would have seen much earlier in the year sort of this trough of activity. Um, same thing with Italy that came quickly afterwards. And now you see uh, the, the moments of positivity um, have not only recovered, but have, have surpassed what we would have seen last year by about 20%. And so you could actually not only follow the sentiment, but you can actually see how the virus affected the society, the timing, like every, there was an almost, uh, almost no lag between sort of this added, this attitude of gratitude and the peak of, of how people were feeling about this pandemic. And so, um, that, that's been fascinating. And then individual customers have been, been really interested, um, especially the bigger organizations. We have one of the biggest, um, pharmaceutical companies uh, in the world called Merck. And they were on a, uh, I can share this because they were on a public webinar and they were talking about the fact that, you know, they have a million recognition moments, million um, meaningful personal moments between humans in their organization. And, and you can look at that and you can see now how does work actually get done? This, this view of the organization that transcends, you know, hierarchical structure and things like that, you can actually see the patterns of how people are interacting. So, so, you know, I, I, um, I like to talk about things in threes. So my answer to your question in threes would be, you know, you can really um, see the sentiment of the population in the language that they're using. You can follow how different parts of the world have recovered as, uh, as the different stages of sort of severity of the pandemic in their particular local region. And then and at an individual company level, you can really get a sense of, how are people interacting and how is work and getting work getting done in your organization? So it's fascinating. Um, fascinating. Now, obviously what we would say is that the reason that you would have these cultures is because there's a huge benefit to the individuals that are involved in those moments. But in aggregate, that data is gives you a very good sense of what's really going on across your organization, across the country, across uh, and across the world. So that's been actually a surprise and fascinating uh, component of our analysis. Uh, one of the ways that the, the data um, uh, helps us is that it is prescriptive in many ways. So you can identify where there are cultural hotspots or cultural strengths you know, in an organization and can either address it to the degree that it's a, it's a hotspot or, um, you know, you can elevate it as an example of cultural resilience uh, in, in an organization or even within a function. Right. Uh, uh, but the data also can point to these kind of emerging issues too. And one of them now that we're, you know, well into this is uh, fatigue, uh, COVID fatigue uh, that comes from being at home, being on screens all day, um, children on laps, uh, homeschooling. I mean, all of these realities and, and hitting the wall. And getting zoomed out is also part of the words that we're starting to, 
to see too. What are some of the things that um, that we can do to stay motivated uh, as you know the wall uh, seems to be uh, in, in in front of us and uh, potentially getting taller when you're dealing with things like homeschooling, for example, school closures, daycare closures. Well, I think the the the, the interesting part for organizations is that. Um, you know, typically when you're responsible for people, your mindset is I have to put these programs in place in order to, you know, help each individual person. And, you know, I think in times like this, that's just impossible. I remember talking to very early on to one of the, um, uh, a global head of rewards for uh, one of the world's leading technology companies talking about how, well, they had this idea that if people are lonely, et cetera, they have these um, employee assistance programs, but that doesn't work when it's every single employee. They can't all call at the same right. time the employee assistance program, right? And I think that, you know, this this is, um, you know, what we see uh, working is you have to employ the crowd, right? You ha- it's, it's, we're all in this together. And you're seeing a lot of this in the general culture anyways. And, and uh, I'm, I'm Canadian. And so it's a lot of the ads here in Canada are around this concept of we're here for each other, as opposed to you know, it's just the government's responsibility or it's just the company's responsibility for those employees. And so, you know, I think that one thing that companies really need to be thinking about is how you continue to foster those connections between people and create, um, instead of thinking I need to solve for every individual person, every single thing, one-to-one company to the person, because everybody's circumstance is completely unique. Um, But thinking of creating this sense of community amongst their employee groups. These are people that we spend you know, uh, most of our waking hours within a normal, in a normal time. And so, you know, an example of that would be, we built some tools, um, called life events and conversations and they were actually meant life events in particular is one that I would say highlight, I would highlight in the sense that it's, um, it's all about celebrating that life is still going on and there are things happening. So someone's having a baby or, uh, gets a new pet or has a birthday or things like that. Now, in a normal office environment, that's pretty easy because the local people tend to tend to realize, oh, okay, well, um, this person has a birthday, let's have a little party or let's get a card and pass it around. Well, that's impossible to do in the same way in a remote working environment, which is why we took this product, which is about gathering those stories and gathering those comments in a sort of more digital format and making them available in a format that can be looked at at any time and for all time for those individuals. That's why we're making it available for free and not just for like three months, but for the year um, to all of our customers because, because we have to find ways for the employees to connect with each other and, and create that facility instead of trying to solve it all one-to-one. We, we're all part of the solution for this. Um, there's probably a couple of other things. I, I don't want to go on too long, but I would say that um, the other one is really trying to find ways to be cost-effective at this time. Like I, I talked to lots of companies that are, worried about not paying bonuses, not, not having raises and things like that. And how do I most efficiently and effectively um, make sure that we still create a facility for employees to connect to each other? Now, a lot of times when I start that conversation, they think of their you know, recognition culture, et cetera, as part of that compensation. In reality, that's not the company giving things to employees. That's the employee giving uh, connections um, and gratitude to each other. And so that idea of connect, creating the facilities for the employees to connect together themselves, as opposed to thinking that every solution has to be company to employee directly. I would say that that mindset is probably the most important thing and piece of advice that of 
things that we see that are working particularly well with customers. And those are just two examples. The idea of, you know, that, that life goes on and let's celebrate those pieces. And the idea that, um, you know, you can't, don't think of, of, you know, recognition as compensation. Think of it as pretty much the only thing that employees have to connect with each other. Yeah, and how um, that is happening oftentimes in their very own homes. Uh, yeah. You know, the isolation uh, is, is extraordinary and yeah. unprecedented. There is no manual, generationally anyway. There is medically, uh, but generationally, there's no manual for, for uh, the ways in which we can deal with this. Um, and so, I, again, I think the importance of that connection around these things that are life events um, are giving people just the strength, you know, to, to get through uh, what seems to be an endless cycle. And especially uh, on the other end, which uh, I always see life events too, there's this other societal narrative out there about how we're digesting, how, how we get information about the world. <laughs> it is so loaded with uh, cynicism and darkness and so you almost saw about you, Chris. I kind of have to sneak up on the news, you know, <laughs> because I can only take it for so long. And so there's part of me that wants to go find. I, I, I want to make sure the life's being affirmed, you right. know, uh, somewhere, somehow, that there's still some goodness in the land, as uh, as Tolkien um, uh, said um, a long time ago. And it's true. There is goodness you know, in, in the land. Um, have you had a chance yet to think... Um, uh, in the midst of, you know, your theme nights um, about um, the world kind of post-COVID. I mean, the, the relentless optimist that I know you to be says, hey, we're going to get, we, we will get on the other side of this. Right. Have you had a chance yet in the midst of it to think about what the other side of that's going to look like? Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it's interesting because um, when I have these conversations with people, um, you can, it's and actually, their answers actually tell you a little bit more about the person than the world, uh, in the sense of their view <laughs> and how positive they are. Right. Cause we cert I certainly talked to some people with some, um, doom and gloom perspective. And, you know, I, I you know, for me, this has been a real wake up for a lot of people that you don't live on an Island, that we are all connected, um, um, together. And, um, I was thinking to myself, like every day, I kind of think about things that I'm grateful for today. I was thinking about how I'm grateful that, um, that human beings have kind of lived up to my 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 idea of them, meaning that I, I really believe that employees will rise up and and recognize that um, they're not they're not it's not just all about me um, and every person for themselves kind of thing. Hey, this only works because we're all in this together. And um, and I do see you see a lot of the stuff that is um, you know has just been noise and and just you know. Um, I don't want to say, poli I don't want to get into the politics part of it, but I would say even just between people, like stuff that doesn't matter at all has all been shed. And I'm not sure that we're going to go back to that. And I think that's the real big opportunity for us is that, the, that we're going to come out on the other side of this, realizing that that's not like, um, you know, your customer is not, you know, this person who's buying your thing. That's a human being. And you, and the person who, who you go and get groceries from, that that's a human being. That's not a person processing the transaction of you getting your groceries. And mm -hmm. I, I really think that this has been a big wake up call and we're not going to go back at least this generation. I don't think is going to go back to that. Me first. That, at least that's my hope. Anyways, I really think that, um, that we're going to realize that we're all in this together and we're connected and it'll be our responsibility to make sure that we don't forget about it so that the next generation doesn't fall into the same kind of traps that we found ourselves in as we went into this. 
Yeah, it is. It's the stripping of labels, in essence, uh, the 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 relentless divisiveness. That's just not in the political world. This is a lot of other worlds too. Yeah. Uh, we see this on social media. Uh, we see this in a lot of business models that are predicated on cynicism and divisiveness. You know, two two uh, opposing points of view. Put them on the screen and let them have at it. Right. And, you know, one of the impacts that that it's created generationally. Culturally, it's created this false narrative uh, that the most important thing that I can know about you is your label, right. and that's wrong. That's not the most important thing that I can know about you: who you voted for, uh, where you went to school, uh, what you're. That's not the most important. Is it? Is it part of what you are? Of course it is, but it's damn sure not all that you are, and it's uh, absolutely not the only thing that you are. Uh, when you have something like this, it kind of forces you to deal with, with that and to recognize uh, in, in one another that the labels were always misleading, right? So yeah. uh, the labels were never, were never accurate. Well, and I think the other thing too, Steve, is that people are getting tired of all that, you know, getting tired of the negative. It was bad enough before the negative news, right? Like negative cells. So in a world with 24-7 news and uh, just a constant, constant barrage of um, – shock and awe and in this world of you know headlines that in clickbait where you mm. could just say the most like take the absolute worst possible interpretation of something just make that the headline it may not even be true it doesn't even matter if it's true anymore that's mm. the stuff that i think as well that people are just not going to have tolerance for like that that kind of complete fake um you know veneer i i my hope is that uh, this is gonna this is why people don't want to look at the news right now, right? Yeah. And so, um, uh, my hope is that that veneer has been pulled away, and and people are going to see it for what it is. You know, I for one, for sure, don't click on anything anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, just you know, I don't even believe it if I see a sensational headline. I'm I'm, I'm more inclined to think that that's not true than I, than it is true now. And that's yeah, it, it, yeah. It certainly sh uh, shifted a lot of my viewing habits, uh, you know, as, as well. I mean, I I've been wrestling part of the last several years, just wrestling with how we learn about the world around us. Where the objective, you know, <laughs> where's the objective voices? Uh, what is the truth? You know, those kinds of things. So, well, Chris, as always, ever ever the optimist. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that uh, that world that you describe, I do think I agree with you. It's going to come to pass. Uh, but uh, I, I'm grateful that I'm going to have an opportunity for you and I and this uh, small little engine of a company that could is going to have a lot to say about building uh, that world. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Steve. As always, a pleasure. Well, as always, it's great chatting with you, Chris. It's also really good to hear how companies are doubling down on recognition and appreciation at a time like this. And it's equally wonderful to see just how much of an impact that these small moments uh, are having on those of our teammates and our colleagues uh, who in many ways are grappling with the realities of what has been a very lengthy process and, and at minimum appears to go on a little bit longer. You know, appreciation does come in the form of, of small things uh, that we aren't always able to express the challenge that we're facing at any given time, but uh, you know, small moment. How are you coping? Uh, even even hearing from 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 Chris about the theme nights. Uh, one, how clever you know that is. But for many, you get to see what, what life is like in uh, 
in, in, our, in the French family and how they're navigating this. You know, those, those are moments of appreciation and gratitude too. Uh, and because that is the case, there's no such thing as showing too much gratitude to our colleagues and to our teams. Thanks for joining me again today. Stay healthy, stay well, and I'll talk to you real soon. Great.